Hello, and welcome to this episode of On Air with Air Cargo World. I'm your host, Ashley Marieter, Associate Editor of Air Cargo World. In this episode, we hear from Amanda Barlow, a board member for the Air Forwarders Association and the Western Regional Vice President at Roanoke Insurance Group. The Air Forwarders Association, AFA, and Roanoke provide insight and insurance expertise for air freight forwarders, and I picked Amanda's brain about modern industry problems, including the Russia-Ukraine war and cybersecurity. Thanks for joining us today, Amanda. Thank you very much for having me. This is a very exciting opportunity. So for some of our stakeholders who listen who don't get to the freight forwarding side as much, can you just talk a little bit about what insurance is? How does that relate to U.S. air forwarders? Um, what kind of services are provided for U.S. air forwarders? So when it comes to insurance needs of U.S. air forwarders, just like any business, they need basic business insurance. You've got business owners um, policy, you've got liability insurance, workers comp, all of that. And then you have the insurance that's specific to the actual air forwarders operations. So, for example, if they have any warehouse exposures, uh, if they have any warehouse liability, um, when the cargo is moving, they're liable for that cargo moving depending on their terms and conditions. So there's liability insurance that's specific to the air forwarders needs. Then there's also um, protecting the cargo that they're moving on behalf of their clients as well. So they can offer so cargo insurance to protect their clients cargo while they're moving it on their behalf. That's just a couple of examples of insurance services that are available, insurance coverages that are available to air forwarders. One thing I wanted to ask you about, we've seen a lot of international disruption in the air cargo industry and specifically in the more recent months, the Russian-Ukraine war. Can you talk a little bit about how that is impacting the insurance habits of U.S. air forwarders? It's a very, very, very interesting question and very relevant right now in in the world we're in. So first thing, I I don't think one can say that the war in Russia and Ukraine has actually impacted our clients' insurance habits per se. The war has been resulted in a combination of U.S., U.K. and European Union sanctions that have affected how insurance companies actually extend coverage for shipments to and or from Ukraine, Russia and Belarus. So most insurance companies have simply excluded coverage to, from, and within Russia, Ukraine, and Belarus in response to the war. They've either done this for all the commodities or those specified in the sanctions. So this adds an additional layer of compliance that has been implemented to address to denied parties or the, uh, the sectoral sanctions. For example, oil, refining goods, software, technology, quantum computing, luxury goods, iron and steel products, just to name a few examples, which has resulted in more stringent underwriting requirements, which requires also compliance vetting and ultimately delays in coverage for urgent shipments and in extreme cases, denial of coverage. And how has that changed attitudes towards insurance um, among U.S. air forwarders? Are you finding more are open to insuring considering these war risk policies or is this changing attitudes in any way? Definitely. Definitely. We're seeing more people. And and it's not just in response to the war in Russia and Ukraine. It really is the disruption to the supply chain in its entirety. With everything that's happened over the past couple of years to our supply chain, we're definitely seeing more and more people call us inquiring about insurance for their cargo as um, this continues to impact air forwarders and make headline news. I mean, you can see every day when you turn on the news what's going on. You've got ships docked outside of the ports, cargo sitting in warehouses at extended periods. So the exposure and the concern for our clients' cargo and the air forwarders' clients' cargo is is there. It's every it's every day. So companies who have chosen to not insure in the past have been having to pay out of pocket or simply lose their entire shipment with no recourse. 
So, and in regards to your second question about war coverages, yes, we have seen an increase in interest, but most policies do not actually cover war on land. They only cover while in the air or on board a vessel in the ocean. So on land coverage is typically restricted to strikes, riots and civil commotions. And with the unrest impacting many countries, we have seen an increase in requests for this coverage. And sadly, with that comes the lost payouts. For example, we had a few clients, warehouses and truckloads of cargo severely damaged during the civil unrest in South Africa last year, resulting in significant insurance claims payouts. This is not fun. (laughs) No, not at all. Changing policy at all, the increase in recent disruptions and things like that. Have you seen insurance look to support forwarders in different ways because of the compounding issues that may come with cargo? Absolutely. Insurance policies are evolving to ensure that they respond to the ever-changing risks that our clients are exposed to. For example, in our cargo legal liability program, we changed our demurrage coverage to be renamed as extra expense. We did this as demurrage is strictly an ocean shipment issue and unintentionally excluded air freight forwarders from coverage. So now they can also be covered in the event of storage fees, port forwarding, or changes arising out of the failure of their client, the actual cargo owner, to take delivery of their goods. We're here to protect their business to ensure that they're able to be made financially whole again in the event of a loss or be able to defend themselves in the event of a liability claim without financially crippling them. Insurance brokers should be treated as their outside risk management consultants. We spend a lot of time with our clients reviewing their needs and suggesting the right amount of coverage to protect them in the event that something goes wrong. You know, we always say um, good, bad things happen to good cargo. So really important to mention that special contracts that cargo owners are requesting air forwarders to sign and that these contracts intentionally extend the liability beyond their standard terms and conditions and or the actual insurance that they have in place, leaving them exposed to this additional liability simply by accepting the contractual terms from their clients. So it's very important that air forwarders review these contracts with the insurance broker and their attorneys to ensure that they're not agreeing to terms beyond what is their coverage available. Got it. Always read the fine print. <laughs> yes. <laughs> can you just talk a little bit about the um, outlook on the situation? What changes can we expect moving forward? And is there anything that you would ask U.S. air forwarders to keep an eye on as the year continues? The, the disruptions of supply chain are going to take a long time to actually fix themselves. You have you hear a lot of industry experts talk, talk at one stage. You know, Some of them are very optimistic. We're going to be fine by this coming holiday season. Everything's going to be moving smoothly. Then you have others saying we're looking to be stuck in this supply chain disruption, airport congestion, uh, road congestion, lack of truckers, lack of capacity that's going to go on for years to come until we're able to ride ourselves and get the sort of balance of cargo entering the United States with the ability to clear it and move it as fast as possible. Seems like there's a lot happening right now and we can expect it to continue in that direction. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) All right. I wanted to pivot a little bit and ask you a little bit about cyber insurance. I know that cybersecurity is a hot topic across industries. Um, Can you just explain in your own words, what is cyber insurance and how does it relate to air freight? One of my favorite questions. (laughs) Cyber insurance is, is another type of insurance coverage, and it responds in the event an air freight forwarder has suffered a cyber attack. So cyber-related attacks are more pervasive and more damaging than ever before. So according to a recent Forbes article, U.S. businesses are reporting a 50% increase in cyber attacks every week. Wow. Not every year, every week. I know, isn't that a staggering statistic? And sadly, the air freight industry is highly targeted because of the nature of the logistics business. So air forwarding companies 
utilize high volume transaction based business models with time critical services. So any time downtime due to a cyber attack would be fatal. And in this case, logistics companies are more likely to pay cyber ransom so they can restore their operations as quickly as possible. So this causes them to be a highly targeted industry. In addition, logistics companies are both highly dependent and on interconnected third-party software systems and reliant on service providers to maintain a good cybersecurity protocol, which presents multiple points of access for malware infiltration. As we've seen, when a weak link in the cybersecurity is exploited, Ransomware spreads quickly and inevitably through the supply chain of software systems. So it's hard, you know, you're connecting with outside software providers and vendors, and you're having to trust that they are putting the right cybersecurity protocols in place. Another interesting anecdote of our industry is that logistics companies, being that they're a lot of them, the air forwarders, are small to medium-sized businesses, they lack resources for a dedicated IT department. So these companies then contract what's called managed IT service vendors, MIS vendors, who are especially attractive cyber targets because a bad actor can infiltrate one MIS company's network and gain access to all of their clients' data, holding many companies' data for ransom with one single attack. You know, criminals prefer to find the simplest path to the largest score. And as these cybersecurity concerns grow, how do you talk to air forwarders about the risks involved and how insurance can help mitigate those problems in the event of a cyber attack? We've seen a major change in attitudes with cybersecurity over the most recent years, as forwarders of all sizes are being attacked. Not only are they being attacked, but they're also seeing large forwarders making national news. So it is, again, it's in our homes. We're hearing about it. it it's it's a reality that we have to live with. So um, both AFA and Roanoke, our primary focus is to educate our members and clients on the importance of cybersecurity. Having cyber insurance is simply not enough, and it's not sufficient as a cyber risk management protocol. And that's a misnomer. When we talk to a lot of our members and our clients, we hear, well, it's okay, I have cyber insurance. Okay, cyber insurance is going to respond once you've had an attack. It's not going to protect you against an attack. Protecting is the most important component of this because no business wants any downtime. You can't just, you know, nobody wants stoppage. Nobody wants to lose credibility. Nobody wants to lose clients or have reputational damage in case of an attack. So most insurance companies are actually providing what, if you will, we could call it like a packaged program with that is first and foremost providing tools for an air forwarder to avoid an attack. For example, a cyber risk management plan should include, number one, regular cybersecurity training for all employees at every level. Training is key for employees to identify social engineering, spoofed emails. And in addition, we recommend setting up, and, and this you know, pay, takes people quite by surprise, but random and regular phishing testing, like randomly test your employees to make sure that they are taking that cyber training seriously. We do it at Roanoke, we do it internally, and you get a little pop-up saying, congratulations, you passed the cyber test. <laughs> and then we'll breathe a sigh of relief, right? <laughs> Number two, another um, good risk management plan should include regular cyber intrusion testing of one's network to ensure that it has not been breached. We've actually seen bad actors infiltrate a company's network and wait months undetected for the right moment to attack. For example, if they see an email about a big invoice sent for payment or sensitive data being shared, that's the time that they will then jump and grab that data or misdirect that payment. So that regular cyber intrusion testing is imperative. Also, um, segmenting networks so it is more difficult for ransomware to spread from system to system. Also make sure that SSL encryption, which is secure sockets layer, is used to encrypt sensitive information. 
Another good technique that is important part of a cyber risk management program is ensuring to run a cyber risk assessment regularly. This is to ensure that there's no new activity detected on the dark web or any new ports that have become vulnerable just due to not being aware of what's going on with your systems. You know, stuff changes over time. We see, you know, we run a cyber health test on a client and they're like, this is great. We check all the right boxes. We'll run that in a month later to make sure that nothing has, you know, there's no outdated software, there's no outdated um, security protections in the system. Uh, another component is enable multi-factor authentication, MFA. This is to ensure that there's only one person who can access one's account, not multiple people. You cannot share logins and make sure that there is so multi-factor authentication is you're logging into a system, you get a request in another type of platform saying, yes, this I am true, I am who I am and I am accessing the system. Another component is instituting a rigorous backup regime, keeping multiple copies of critical business data locally, off-site, and in the cloud. This is a very important as routine frequent backup remains the most foolproof defense against ransomware. So remember that rigorous backup is essential to defending against ransomware. Uh, also make certain that all computers, internet devices, phones, and tablets are equipped with continually updated antivirus, firewalls, uh, email filters, and obviously anti-spyware. And finally, yes, cyber insurance is part of a comprehensive cyber risk management program, because if you, you know, do all this and a bad actor still manages to get in, which sadly, despite all of our best attempts, we're still being targeted every day by cyber criminals, then the insurance will kick in and we'll be able to get the business back up and running as quickly and effectively as possible. Wow. Sounds like the next time I get a two-factor authentication, I need to thank it and not complain about it coming to my phone. That is absolutely true. Yes. <laughs> so can you just talk about what the value of an AFA membership in regard to cybersecurity and the consequent insurance premiums can be to air forwarders? So AFA has actually partnered with Roanoke Insurance Group uh, to provide a complete cyber risk management program tailored to our members, so tailored to air forwarders. This integrated solution program offers cyber risk training and support to help air forwarders mitigate their risks. The program includes access to the logistic cyber suite insurance coverages, as well as what we were talking about earlier, loss projection, prevention tools, deep cyber data resources, cyber recovery expertise, and all of these tools are provided by our risk management partner, eRisk Hub, who offers exclusive cyber loss prevention and a recovery portal complete with a breach coach and get this available 24-7. So when a cyber attack happens, you pick up a phone and you have help immediately on the other end of the line. And premiums are based on the size of the company cyber risk and obviously their current cyber risk management protocols, but also being an AFA member is part of that underwriting assessment. And I know AFA has an advocacy program and other activities that have kept U.S. air forwarders at the top table in respect of national insurance legislation. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So AFA advocates for the interests of our clients, no matter the type of legislation or at which level that legislation is happening. So insurance regulations are actually set at the state level, typically not on a national level. And these regulations vary from state to state. There have not been any insurance regulatory changes proposed in the past few years that have had any you know, significant implications to our membership. Um, however, regulatory changes may result in impacts or changes to the actual insurance exposure for our members. For example, the Russia-Ukraine sanctions, which we discussed earlier, can present a challenge. And in regards to cybersecurity, the AFA has been working very closely with TSA to ensure that we are aware of issues and our members prepared for the new TSA cybersecurity changes and that these requirements are not overly burdensome for our members. 
Well, thank you so much, Amanda. It was great listening to you share all of this about insurance and how air forwarders can be better prepared. So thanks for joining me on this episode of On Air with Air Cargo World. Thank you very much, Ashley. It was wonderful to participate. And once again, thank you for the invite. This was fun. Yeah. And thanks also to our listeners and to Air Cargo World's readers. You can download and listen to this podcast and other episodes at aircargoworld.com on iTunes and Spotify.